Good afternoon, everyone. I'm excited to be sharing the word with you. I would like to honor our lead pastors and father and mother of this house, Pastor John and Kelsey. Love you so much. Today, I'm excited to be sharing this word about identity with you. See, oftentimes we don't struggle to define who God is in our lives. We do not struggle, we have it all figured out. But when it comes to who we are or how God sees us, we tend to struggle. And this is largely because of either how we grew up or how we are defined by society or ignorance. So today I'm excited to go through this journey to talk about our identity and I've titled my message Chosen. I'm going to take my scripture reading from the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 and it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. I want to start by sharing a story of an eaglet that was hatched by a hen along with other chicks. This eaglet definitely looked different from the chicks, but it's still packed on the ground for worms and it lived pretty much like a hen. Inasmuch as it looked so different, felt different, it didn't know how else to live other than what it learned from the surroundings and what its mother showed her how to live. And then one day, this eaglet looked up and it saw a bird that looked exactly like it flying up high in the sky. Looking at, it, at this bird, this eaglet felt she could identify with this bird. After looking for some time, the bird decided to fly and in a few minutes it could soar up in the sky. See, it is in the nature of an eagle to be strong, brave, courageous, and to soar into the highest skies, but ignorance held it down for some time. The bird, start, the bird started eating fish and other bigger prey, not only just worms. So I feel like this strongly identifies with most of us. We received Christ, but we feel that we are still living a normal life. We don't really feel comfortable in that but we don't know how else to live. Life has defined it for us in that way. And people around us see, see us in that way. We do not know how else to be different. Today, I'm going to look at the key words that are in this scripture. So I'll start with chosen generation. The word choose particularly means to be selected, to be taken out of, you know? It talks about being uh, specifically uh, selected or pointed out from a group of people. And this is what happened to us when we received Jesus, when we came into the house of the Lord, He chose us. He says in the book of John chapter 15 verse 16 that He chose us, we did not choose Him. And He chose us to bear fruit. We are His first fruit. We are called according to His purpose, to fulfill His purpose. We are no longer ordinary citizens, but we are members of God's household. That means a lot. We belong to the highest authority. This is amazing. He chose us before the foundation of the world. And He chose us to be holy and blameless. This is our standing position. 
So the key question is, am I ever without Christ in any moment of my life? Whether I feel sad, I'm happy, I don't feel like I'm doing the right things or not, I am a chosen generation. My position in Christ does not change because of what my surroundings says about me. The second one is royal priesthood. That is very powerful. So royalty talks about having kingly power or dignity. It talks about authority in Christ. I would like to read a scripture from the book of Revelations, chapter 5, verse 9 to 10. And it says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take this scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made us kings and priests to our God. So we have been born into the royalty of Jesus Christ. We are the same as him. His blood was shed for us. And that blood speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. So as priests, we have entitlements. We were cleansed by his blood, all right? In the Old Testament, they would slay the animals time and again. But the blood of Jesus did a perfect job. Now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He finished the work. There is not going to be a repeat. It is all done. So we are cleansed by his blood. Once you are cleansed, you are forever cleansed. So we, have, we stand in a point of being cleansed eternally. And we are clothed with salvation and righteousness. This is imputed on us. It's a garment that we wear. So we, we have the covering of righteousness wherever you go. Whatever we do, we have that righteousness. The embodiment of Christ is on us. And we now have access to the throne room of God, which is the greatest authority any man can have. We can go through the, 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 the presence of God without fear, with confidence, because we are the rightful heirs. We are the royal priesthood. We have the channel. We have the access to the Holy of Holies. Now, the next word I would like to talk about is the holy nation, all right? When we talk of holiness, we are now talking of consecration. We are talking of being dedicated. So special people selected, elected to be dedicated to the Most High God. So it is because of the finished work of Jesus Christ that we stand sanctified. We stand as sacred, dedicated to the Most High God. God selected us to be his favorite, the outstanding, the chosen fruits, okay, to display his goodness and his splendor to the whole world. Now, there are times when we are challenged, when we do things that we feel do not identify with our positions in Christ, and we tend to correct ourselves and we look our, at ourselves from that position, and we would often be tempted to redefine ourselves. We cannot redefine what God has defined. I'm going to give you an example. If you go to Peugeot and they make a Peugeot 301, all right, and someone buys it and takes it out of the showroom, and for some reason the AC stops working or the car is involved in an accident, it's wrecked, the car will not look at itself and say, no, I'm not a 301. Maybe I'm 702 or they try to redefine themselves. We are not defined by what we do, but we are defined by who we are. Our standing position, our identity is 
defined by God. He is the divine creator who made us holy. Now, holiness is not something that we work for. You cannot work to be holy. It's something that is imputed on you by God. It's something that is given freely. You take it on you. So even when you are walking on a day that we wake up and we feel sad about ourselves, that does not change our standing position in Christ. We remain holy. We remain dedicated and sacred and consecrated. Now, I like this part. He then calls us his special people. So he uses the word special to point out the value that we have towards him, how much he values us, all right? And David says in the book of Psalms chapter 8, who is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You've made him a little lower than angels and you've crowned him with glory and honor. Wow, that is so powerful. I love that. We are crowned with glory and honor. He loves us. He watches over us. There are times in life when we're faced with different challenges. You don't feel too well in your body or you, you have lost your job. Things are not going on so well or you are challenged by situations that, that are, are, you know, are making you fearful. We need to remember in all circumstances that we, we are his priceless possession. He is recklessly in love with us. All right. I even love what Jesus says when he's talking about the love of the Father and how much he cares for us. He talks about the sparrow, all right? He talks about how a sparrow costs very less and how the grass that is today and no more tomorrow is clothed beautifully by the Lord, all right? And then if you think of all these things, how much more does the love of the Father extend towards us? This is powerful. This is our identity in Christ. This is who he calls us. So now the last part says that we may proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is where I'm going to dwell on most of uh, this teaching. We are called for a purpose. We are a chosen generation for a purpose. We are called to proclaim his praises. That's our duty, that is our nature. So we wake up every morning with the praises full in our hearts, proclaiming that the Lord is good, he is almighty and he reigns forever. Our role is to display the goodness of the Lord into the world. It is one thing to be defined as royalty and the next thing, the next step for us would be to manifest that royalty. And the manifestation of that royalty to me is transformation. Now Paul talks about us being renewed, okay? He says being transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm going to go back to the uh, baby eaglet. The problem with the eaglet was that it was raised in an environment where everything surrounding it was mediocre. The nature of life was of chickens. But on another day when this eaglet looked up, it saw a different perspective of life and it saw something that closely related to it. The same applies to us. We are the chosen generation. We are a peculiar people. But unless we have the full understanding of this, we may die simple. 
there is there is a word which challenges me about the slaves riding on the horsebacks while the kings are walking this is what happens when we do not take our identity seriously or when we allow our surroundings to tell us who we are and who we are not I'm particularly challenged about the message that was taught by Pastor Ricardo, which was a reiteration of the way that was taught by Pastor John on the who your son. You know, as long as a child, a king is a child, they do not tap into their full authority. They remain like slaves. They have to wait on other people to honor them. They have to wait for other people to tell them what they need to do and when they need to do it. In that situation, there is no authority. But when the king is grown up, they take their stand. The same people who were ordering the king around when they were young are the same people that will serve the king. Now I'm calling us to that position of being served, a position of operating in our full authority to be who Christ called us to be. This is why in the Lord's Prayer, the word says, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Our role is to manifest what is in the heavenlies here on earth to operate as the Lord assigns us. Now a true son hears the father's voice. And this is where our journey of transformation comes in. We need to hear what the father tells us as royal priests. Even back in the days when they would go in, they were particularly uh, leaning into the word of God. Sometimes when they got into the Holy of Holies, that, that's when they would have visitations and they would come out with a fresh word to tell to the people. And this is who we are in this new dispensation. We are always in the Holy of Holies. We have solutions for the world. We have solutions for humanity. We have solutions for, for generations to come. We are stewards of Christ here on earth. This is why the scripture says up to now, the world's creation is groaning and mourning for the manifestation of the sun. And a son is the person who identifies themselves with the father. When the people call my last name, I immediately pay attention to what they are saying because I know I belong to that family, all right? So when people talk about Christ or when the host of angels are talking about Christ, I immediately hack into that because it relates to me. I am a child, I am a son, I am a royal priesthood, I am the beloved of God. I cannot allow situations around me to define me otherwise. I have a duty to do. So every morning when I wake up, I am a man on assignment. My assignment is not just promotion here on earth. I love what Pastor John said when he was preaching on another word, when he talked about your assignment is not to get promotion here on earth, to be called a CEO or to be a mother of three. Your assignment is to obey the word of God. What is God saying to you in your workplace? You are strategically placed there as royalty to display the goodness of the Lord, the splendor of God, to transform situations, to speak life and to bring about that transformation. Now, once we have our identity and we know our purpose in, in Christ, we have the authority of God. When we have the authority of God, we operate and manifest in the way God works, in the way God operates. 
Now I love the testimony time because it's, for me, it's an opportunity to hear authority displayed. For me, it's an opportunity to see the manifestation of royalty, the manifestation of a chosen generation, people who fully understand their identity in Christ. When we operate in the way God assigns us to operate, then we walk in authority. Authority is when we, our being is power to exude the presence of God everywhere we go. So you can walk in a situation where people are, are angry, mad at each other, and you can speak life to that situation because our God is a God of peace. You can walk in a situation where people are stranded, they don't know what to do, they are helpless, hopeless situation. And you speak to that situation, the situation is, is, is turned around. I like one time when Jesus was with his disciples and he was sleeping in the boat and then um, a storm arose. And then he just woke up and he commanded the storm and it calmed down, all right? That is authority displayed. In a way that we might understand, we can talk about a common example that is given of how police have authority even on the road. They don't need to bring, you know, big blocks on the road to make a big truck stop. They just wave their hands and the truck stops. I'm just trying to bring, you know, that clarity to what authority is in our dominion in, in, in Christ because of who he has called us to be. We have the same power to hear what the Lord says and declare it with boldness and situations that seemingly uh, look greater and bigger than us change because it is more of Christ in us that, than our being working. So I'm challenging us to never look at what situations look like from a kind of perspective, but to always step up to what the situation looks like from above. Always look up. From the situation on the ground, it might look like this is impossible. This is irrevocable. I cannot change this situation. But look above. Look at the nature of the eagle. The eagle soars into the highest skies and it thrives in, in, you know, in turbulence because that way it is pushed further up. All right. So when you look at challenges, they don't come to stay you towards negativity or to make you feel inferior or look at yourself otherwise but you're called to the purpose of walking through storms and redefining every storm by the name of Jesus because you are the Christ here on earth I like what Paul says when he talks about us and understanding our position in Christ see I encourage all of us to take time to read from the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2. It is powerful. It helps us understand who we are, what the Lord has done for us, and how we need to fully understand our position in Christ and how we are chosen for a particular purpose here on earth. So I will read briefly from the prayer of spiritual wisdom written by um, Paul. This is from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 22, and it says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. That is powerful. What strikes me from this scripture is Paul is praying that we get the enlightenment, we, we fully understand the hope of our calling. It is one thing to know that I'm royalty. It is one thing to know that I'm chosen. It is one thing to know that I'm special before the Lord. It is one thing to know that I'm a holy nation. It is another to have the wisdom to know and to understand the purpose of my calling. I'm calling you from that angle, from that position of us understanding what my calling is. What am I supposed to be doing? Which direction am I taking? And I love how he has used the illustration, the highest example to, to clarify what the Lord has done for us. That the power that raised Christ from the dead, that is the highest power we can imagine, all right? And that we are seated above all principalities and power and dominion and everything that is named. In this, not only in this age, come on, and also in the age to come. All right. So what is there to stand in your way? I would say nothing. There is nothing that is standing in our way. There is nothing that is stopping us from manifesting the true nature of God. It is within us, it is in us to operate, to function as the chosen ones. The selection of being, the, the, the process of being selected, of being elected for a position is prestigious. Normally it's done from a group of people, from a crowd. And selection means a few are taken from all that. All right. And the reason why we are taken from that is for us to, to bring total transformation to the world, for the world to stand in awe and look at us because Jesus is the head and we are feeling as the body. So we have all it takes. We are fully equipped to do the works of the Lord. When we work or when we go about our daily business, we should not consider ourselves according to the canal. Uh, to the world that we live in. This is what Paul says that know no men according to the flesh, all right? Because we are not fleshly beings. We are clothed in this flesh, but we are far beyond that. We, we are the mighty ones. And I'm excited today to announce to each one of us that the Lord chose you. He is not in the process of choosing you are chosen and when you are chosen you were identified already you have a clearly defined identity and your identity is royalty your identity is a holy nation your identity is a special people 
that is powerful. Having said that, I want to go back to the word that was shared by Pastor John beginning of this year when he was reading from the book of uh, Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 28 when he was going back again to our original purpose in Christ when he said let us make men according to our own image and our own likeness and let men have dominion on earth. So we were assigned even from the beginning of the world even before men fell we had the same assignment and the same assignment was restored stored again to us. So we have the same assignment to replenish the earth. We have the same assignment to multiply. We have the same assignment to subdue. We have the same assignment to carry forward the nature of Christ here on earth. So I'm just going to go a step further and address situations that are surrounding us right now and challenging every situation, every stronghold that may have been standing in front of us, nullifying whatever lies the devil has told us. We may have, we may be surrounded by situations that seem like chickens that try and identify us as, as um beings that peck on the ground but no we belong to the highest family we are royalty so what is that situation what is that mountain that seems to be standing in our way we challenge us today so we just challenge every situation be it illness be it fear be it you know, emotions that go over, that you go through every day. I just want to challenge that in the name of Jesus. And I say, I restore your, your life with peace. You may be experiencing, you know, an instability in your life, which causes you to be fearful. You are not sure what tomorrow is going to be like. And because of that, you walk with this unknown fear. You, you are troubled in your heart. Right now, I call you forth to that position of authority in Christ. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are called and set apart for the praises, to bring praises to the Lord. I replace fear with the joy of the Lord. I replace fear with the joy of the Lord. For God did not give us the spirit of timidity, but the spirit of power, the spirit of love and of a sound mind. We have the mind of Christ. So I speak peace right now. I speak peace. You may be grieving in this moment. You may have lost what something that was precious to you and you may have prayed to God believing whether it's healing for, for, for a relative or for a loved one but still they went to be with the Lord and now you question everything about God you say God where are you where were you in this situation come on that is the lie that is the lie that is the chicken situation around you that is trying to define you the Lord is Abba Father he loves you he considers you as his special beloved one and he wants to have that fellowship with you he is there right there open up your heart and he will give you the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is that sickness that's standing before you you may have gone to the doctors and you've been given a, a, a bad report. They are telling you that this situation is really bad you may not come out of this but our Lord reigns victorious our Lord reigns victorious. I speak healing right now. I release healing over any form of illness. In the name of Jesus, I speak to tumors to disappear right now. I speak to people who have been struggling with abdominal pain for years. I call forth 
peace in your bodies because the Lord heals. It is his nature. And we manifest the nature of God here on earth. We have a purpose to transform and we bring transformation in your body right now. We speak healing in the name of Jesus. Again, we just want to address situations of psychological stress and depression. You have been you have been diagnosed medically depressed. I command you to come out of the pos that position and celebrate the goodness of the Lord. I command you to sing the praises of the Lord because you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ, and the mind of Christ is joy. The mind of Christ is full of joy. I speak that joy to come forth from you. I speak that celebration to come like a flowing river in your life right now because you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And I just want to address even situations of people who feel that they have sinned and they're in a position where they can't come back to God. Your sin is nothing before the Lord because the lamb was slain and he was slain for the remission of sin. We have been forgiven. It is a free gift for us to take. So I, come, I, I speak and call you forth from that situation. You are not condemned. The Lord does not condemn. You are not condemned, but you are the beloved of the Lord. Come out of that situation. Receive him. His arms are open wide to receive you. Come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. He's willing to receive you. So we just want to thank the Lord in this moment. We want to celebrate the moment, this moment, and I, I just want to encourage each one of us to continuously walk in that understanding. We have defined, we have given, we have identified us. We are called. We, we are not random people. We came to Christ accidentally. He chose us. He saw us before we saw him. What such favor we have in him. And he defined us as his chosen ones. He called us his holy nation. He called us his royal priesthood, not just any other priesthood, but royal priesthood. So we are royalty. I call you to that from that position. And I say, let us walk in, in our royalty. Let us change the world. Let us attend to the creation that is waiting for us to manifest because we are the manifested sons. Let's multiply, let's be fruitful, let's replenish and let's subdue the earth. I leave you with this word in the name of Jesus. I bless you. You're going to have a blessed week. You're going to walk in your divine authority as royalty. You're going to transform situations as a, as a holy nation. You are going to transform and change everything that is around you because you have the Father who is proud of you, who speaks to you and you hearken to obey the instruction. Walk in your healing. Walk in your salvation. Walk in your power. Walk in your authority because you are the beloved. Have a blessed week. I love you so much. Thank you.